0: So I want to talk about honor, and specifically giving honor where honor is due. As a matter of fact, in Romans chapter 13, there is a verse that talks about giving honor, uh, t- giving honor or getting, giving what is owed or what is due. November is a great month. It's one of my favorite months, as I've said to you before. Um, it is um, it is hunting season. It is Thanksgiving It is um, uh, Veterans Day. Uh, It's my son's birthday. It was my father's birthday in November. And so November has always been a very special uh, month for me. A couple of weeks ago, we observed Veterans Day, and someone wrote this, and so I want to share it with you. It is the veteran, not the preacher, who has given us freedom of religion. It is the veteran, not the reporter. Who has given us freedom of the press? It is the veteran. Not the poet. Who has given us freedom of speech? It is the veteran. Not the campus organizer. Who has given us freedom to assemble. It is the veteran. Not the lawyer. Who has given us the right to a fair trial. It is the veteran. Not the politician. Who has given us the right to vote? Veterans need to be saluted, they need to be remembered, and they need to be thanked for all of the sacrifices that they have made uh, to make this uh, nation the great nation that it is. So we want to talk about honor in our remaining few minutes. 1 Timothy 1.17 says this, it says, "...now to the king immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever." and ever. Amen. And so we certainly this Christmas season want to honor God and we want to honor Christ and his great gift uh, to us. But what is honor? Well, honor is both a verb and a noun. As a verb, it is regard with great respect to give honor. It's something that we, we do. And of course, I'm oversimplifying the Uh, the meaning of the word, because the word has so many applications and so many meanings. For example, to honor a a check that you write or to honor a contract. But in this regard, we're talking about human beings, and so um, honor being a verb is to regard with great respect. As a noun, it's adherence to what is right or to a conventional standard of conduct. But adherence to what is right. We honor people for what someone does, uh, their achievement or their actions. We also honor people for who someone is with regard to their character. Most often, uh, we we honor someone who both has achieved and is a personal character, has personal character rather, but sometimes we, um, we just honor the one. Uh, we might honor someone because of their achievement, particularly in sports, but yet we can look at them and say that they, they really aren't an honorable person, but we honor their achievement. With this regard, we want to talk about honoring both. Proverbs 15.33 says this, The fear of the Lord is the instruction for wisdom, and before honor comes humility. You saw uh, in the movie, you saw General Waverly as a a humble man, uh, one who truly cared about the troops more than he cared about himself, one who wasn't seeking honor, uh, but to whom honor came. Honor is never taken. You can't take honor. You can't bestow honor on yourself. Honor is given. It has to be given. Hebrews five four says this, And no one takes the honor to himself, but receives it when he is called by God, even as Aaron was. In this instance, we see where the Bible says that honor is given by God. Honor is given by man. You can't take honor upon yourself. It has to be bestowed upon you. Uh, for some activity or some character trait or uh, something of that nature. You just cannot assume honor uh, for yourself. And so we want to look at um, who we should honor. First of all, we should honor those who serve. Veterans, officers of the law, first responders, uh, nurses, doctors, those who serve, those who give of themselves uh, to humanity, those who give um, uh, and go above and beyond. We want to honor those who serve. We want to honor those that are in authority. Parents, bosses, government, if you know how to honor them, you know how to honor God. You say, well, what if I don't agree with the politicians or the person in government? We're still to honor them. The Bible makes that very clear. You don't have to vote for them, but we still have to give them honor where honor is due. Number three, honor those who love you. Family, friends, your spouse. We you want to bring honor and bestow honor upon those who love us. In 1 Peter 3.7, it says this is a very interesting verse. You you husbands, in the same way, live with your your wives in an understanding way, as with someone weaker, since she is a woman, and show her honor as a fellow heir of the grace of life, so that your prayers will not be hindered. A lot of people get twisted up about um, since she is a woman and someone weaker. But I don't want you to get twisted up about that, ladies, okay? Uh, Because you got to remember that in biblical times, women were treated as property. They had no rights. And so Jesus Christ himself actually elevated the role of uh, woman. We've discussed that a couple of times here. And here he's talking about someone weaker, and the actual translation is delicate. And the Scripture describes a woman as a vessel, a more delicate vessel. You know, you have your uh, coffee mugs, big, and you use them every day. And then you have your delicate china, something that you protect, something that you use only on special occasions. And so that is the description here. But the point being is that husbands are to honor their wives, And it's interesting that Peter says there that um, we are to honor and to show grace so that what? So that our prayers aren't hindered. So men, if your prayer life is being hindered, maybe look at the way in which you're treating uh, your wife. Number four, honor those who minister to you honor those who minister to you. The elders who rule well are to be considered worthy of double honor, especially those who work hard at preaching and teaching. There are a number of people in this church that work uh, extremely hard to uh, make church happen. Uh, Yesterday, we saw some of them come out and decorate the uh, facility, and they did, they did a great job and worked, worked hard at doing that. Pastors, teachers, um, counselors, all of them are to be honored. Number five, honor those who are God's children. We are supposed to honor each other. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Give preference to one another in honor. So the scripture explains that we're to honor each other. We're to give preferential treatment to each other, uh, to give preference, um, and basically treat them better, uh, put them ahead of you, of yourself, uh, and give them honor. And then number six, honor those who are not. Honor those who are not God's children. Honor those who are not a part of the faith. Honor those who are not a part of the fellowship. 1 Peter 2.17 says, Honor all people, love the brotherhood, fear God, and honor the king. My son actually has that tattooed um, on his uh, forearm. Honor all people, love the brotherhood, fear God, and honor the king. We are to honor everyone. 2 Corinthians 8.21 says, For we have regard for what is honorable, not only in the sight of the Lord, but also in the sight of men. Number seven, we are to honor God. Honor Him as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Now to the King eternal, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. <clears throat> so we want to talk, particularly this Christmas season, how do we honor God? In Romans 121, it says, For even though they knew God, they did not honor Him as God or give thanks, but they came, became futile in their speculations, and their f- foolish heart was darkened. Two words I want you to notice in there. Number 1 is honor. And secondly, the second well actually phrase is to give thanks. One of the best ways in which we can honor God is to give thanks. To be thankful for what he has done. Be thankful for what he has given us. You ever know somebody who's a who's a chronic complainer? Are there any here that want to admit to it? No? Okay. Um, yeah, we've all been around somebody who just c- complains chronically. And, I mean, they just, they just have nothing good to say. They're always, always complaining. They are not fun to be around. They're miserable to be around. As a matter of fact, it's, so, it's kind of twisted because you would think that as a complainer they're miserable, but they are actually miserable if they have nothing to complain about. It's it, it's it's kind of twisted. You know the kind of people I'm talking about. The only remedy to that is to give thanks, and we are to give thanks to God. The Bible says to give thanks to God in all circumstances. As a matter of fact, it is says the Bible says that this is the will of God that you give thanks. You want to know what the will of God is for your life? One of the things is to give thanks, to be a thankful person. So how do we honor God? First of all, letter A, we are to love God. We are to love God. This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far away from me. They honor me with their lips. They give lip service to God but their hearts are far away from me. What is he saying? He's saying they they say the right words, but they don't love me. Their heart is not with me. Their heart is not turned toward me. They say all the right things, but they they don't love me. Scripture tells us what it means to love God. It tells us that if we love God, Jesus himself said, if you love me, you will what? You will obey my commandments. And so if you say that you love God, a lot of people say, oh, I love God, or I worship God, or, but they're not living a life that is in obedience to God. And so if that is the case, then you are being spoken of here in this passage, you, you honor me with your lips, but your heart is far from me. Letter B, how do you honor God? Love righteousness. Love righteousness. Righteousness makes you honorable in the eyes of God. Proverbs 21.21, he who pursues righteousness and loyalty finds life, righteousness, and honor. need to love righteousness. What does that mean? Love the truth. Love the right things. Love good things. Letter C, again, love thankfulness. He who offers a sacrifice of thanksgiving honors me. Psalm 50, 23. And then, letter D, love giving. You say, well, there you go, Pastor. It wouldn't be a sermon unless you talked about giving. Love giving. Honor the Lord from your wealth and from the first of all your produce. Do you know that the generous people who are the most generous are the most happy? And it has nothing to do with how much they have. Generous people are happy people. And generous people are thankful people love giving. And then number seven, who do we honor? Well, God wants to honor you. God wants to honor you. God created you for honor, to be honorable and to give honor. Those who honor me, I will honor. And those who despise me will be lightly esteemed. God created you to honor him. He created you to honor each other. And he created you so that he might honor you. Say, so well, what does this have to do with Thanksgiving? Uh, or Christmas, rather. Or Thanksgiving. What does this have to do with Christmas? Well, why is it that we give gifts? Really? Why, why do we give gifts at Thanksgiving, or at Christmas? I want to say Thanksgiving. Why do we do that? Do we do it to honor the people that we love? What, what's so important about finding the right gift? Is it an act of honor? You, you, you want to let that person know that you know them? That you understand them, that you know what they like, that you know what they need, that you pay attention. And so we're always looking for that perfect gift because we want to honor them. We want to let them know that we love them. God honored us by giving us what we needed His Son born as a baby, fully God, fully man, to live and dwell among us, to live a sinful or sinless life so that we who are sinful can be redeemed and forgiven for our sin. God honored us with that gift. We honor God in return by giving ourselves to him, by accepting that gift and giving ourselves to him. Phil Davis supposedly saved Bob Wallace's life, and he kept, throughout the movie, pointing to his, his arm as a way of manipulating Bob to do something for him to do what he wanted to do in return. Jesus Christ doesn't manipulate us into doing anything. He freely gave of himself with no expectation other than that you would accept the gift and experience forgiveness for sins and eternal life. But having received that gift, we spend our lives devoted to bringing honor to God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. Christmas really is about honor. It's about giving honor. It's not about gifts, it's not about parties, it's not about all the stuff that gets us all frazzled and busy. It's about honoring God. How do we do that? By honoring somebody else. So think about whom you might honor. The the unsung hero, the person who is forgotten, uh, the, the person that needs encouragement. Do something that would honor them. It doesn't have to cost a lot of money. It doesn't have to be a big deal. Some of you may have, who, who are older may have parents that are still alive. Some of you who are young have parents that are still alive. Maybe. This Christmas, you write them a note or a letter, letting them know what they mean to you, that you honor them, that you're thankful for them. Maybe it's a friend. Maybe it's a spouse. Maybe, who, who knows? The movie is a great movie, not because of the music. But what tugs at our heart is the fact that the general was honored at the end. Honor's a a big deal. Make sure this Christmas that you honor God and that you honor each other. Amen.